Hello. Hello. Industry. 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 Hello, friends, and welcome back to Industry Tactics, my podcast where I get to interview some of the finest weirdos and outsiders in music. And uh, today, that uh, that one rings true. Fred Speck uh, from his place in Toronto. And uh, I've known Fred for years. Just a wonderful musician. We share a lot of the same musical families and uh, aesthetics overall. We have a lot in common. And uh, it was a real pleasure to have him on, unpacking some of his work and where he comes from. The idea, this line, I love this line at the end, never grow up. This is episode 119 of Industry Tactics. Thank you for all your support. Enjoy my talk with Fred Speck. are working we're thankful for that it's a it's a soggy day here in brampton ontario where we're all in lockdown and doug ford is pronouncing it covid uh but we are thankful we're super thankful because fred speck is coming on the line here he's coming into the zoom room as we speak it says speck is connecting to audio we almost didn't make it today because of technical gleesheach. Hey. But we're here. And there he is. We oh. got lift up. Hey, hey. It works. Hey, Fred. Rich. That's quite the What's your timing like? Good. What's your timing like? It's fine. Perfect. Why? You need some more time? What's your Zoom uh, rhythm like? Uh, it's fine. I think I'm, I'm ready to go. I- I can't. I can't see. Uh, oh, I want to see you. There, there you go. are. You're there. You go. There you go. You're wearing a beautiful shirt as usual. I always I think of I... you as wearing a beautiful shirt. What's your audio like? Thank you. Well, you know, I, I uh, during this, these these pandemic days, and you know, I sometimes I'm finding myself not even getting dressed some days. Uh, or you... I just started uh, recently. I started like. I think I'll just wear these sleep clothes I slept in all day because, but th- for, t- but oh, for today, okay. oh, I better get back to the old, uh, get a shirt on. Yeah. Let's get, let's keep it spiffy here, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it's, it's, it's an audio podcast. So I'm oh. more interested in your vocal level. Let's, let's get oh, okay. a vocal level off. You. How, how, you know, it's kind of just speak like a, this level. Is this fine? Crystal clear. I think it works nicely, Fred. Um, so welcome to the podcast. You've been on my list for years, and we're we're wow. nearing on a hundred episodes here. So I don't know when this is going to come out, but That's, uh, yeah. welcome, welcome. And um, 
And we're off. I said that this might not be a great episode on account of the technical glitch. And I've lost you. I've straight up lost you. You're, uh... Is it only audio anyway? Yeah, it's only audio anyway. Why don't... Now you're back. Now you're back. I can get a better connection. Um, Hang on. Yeah, I gotta move. I do apologize. Somewhere I've else. Shitty... Okay, I've had shitty uh, internet as I emailed you all day. So if this does get postponed, but yeah, let's see if we can get a little bit of a better signal. Yeah, like I, I have uh, Ethernet, but I was okay. In, I was in the that's it, that should be better. Yeah, good. That sounds better. You're you're clear, crystal clear. So let's take advantage. Um, an equally beautiful room, though I must say, there's beautiful art on the wall behind oh, you. That's, that's a picture of me, but. Uh, my uh, my friend Drazen Kozakan. It, it's beautiful. It's a, a painting of a, of a of a photo. But you know when when like, you said you uh, you were barely dressing, I just pictured you walking around naked all day. <laughs> that, that's not happening though. Not You're today. at least sitting in your pajamas. Okay, good. good. I do. I, I've done that too, though. I might. My... Yeah, great. <laughs> but you, don't, um, you don't need to know. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, welcome and. Um, Man, you know, I think about you, I think about your music, I think about just your the way you kind of just entered into into my world naturally. Like I can't even think of the first time we met, but it just kind of everything just happened organically. I just you you're this beautiful character that a gift really from from the music gods and you just landed there one day. Do you do you remember how like how did we even how long I don't it's all a blur to me, but I was thinking about that because, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, I saw you uh, play at the Gladstone um, in the, in the big room there, the Gladstone Hotel. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you're on the bill with someone else. Um, I don't know. I think I just came out to see it because I, I like what you're doing. And uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, it, it's. I feel I'm really thankful that sometimes music just brings characters like fred speck into your life and and vice versa so like it uh, we we attract the, each other that way and well i thought we were yeah, kind of kindred spirits I, I hit it i thought i hit it off with you right away i thought this guy's yeah this guy's yeah like i think we were trying to outdress each other like you're you're wearing oh god oh god no no no. no 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 i would i would uh i i can't i don't i don't even get in the ring with you oh, come uh, on. but but, but you you, yeah, so like I, but in thinking of that, in thinking of the fact that like I, we probably know each other for a good probably 10, 15 years yeah. of making music, yeah. probably, right? Or maybe, maybe more, maybe less, but at least 10 years. You, you know, um, where do I want to go with this? Is like, I, I just feel like you've been, you've been doing your thing and it's, it's, um, I don't, you know what I was going to say is like we, we, we share definitely so many different, like our musical families intersect in, you know, folks like Nickel Robertson Absolutely. comes to mind, but it's, and others. I mean, but I don't, I, I, I kind of know you a little bit. I almost know you better through the lens of Nickel Robertson than oh. I actually know you. Like, which is weird. I mean, I we know each other quite well, but it's not not. But I don't know enough about you. Like, I don't know where you come from. I know you have a brother with an interesting name, Cornelius. 
Fuck. Cornelius yeah. Speck is that's like that's vintage right there. Cornelius Speck. He's a fine artist and a muralist and, and a painter. And fantastic. So so it's starting to come together for me that you do you come from a pretty artistic family? Well, you know, besides my brother, I'd I'd say no. Um, but my father, yeah. my father tried tried to be uh, as creative as he could. You know, we had a large family and, you know, he had to provide for us. So he didn't really get a chance. Yeah. But anyway, how large a family? How large a family? I'm one of eight. Oh, the specs are, yeah. are not a mere speck. They're more of a blob. I'm one of oh, eight. Oh, wow. I got five sisters and two brothers. Five sisters yeah. and two brothers. And where do you sit within that oh, family? I'm fourth, like pretty well in the middle. Are you are your parents still with us, Fred? No, they're not, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Well, that that so you're you come kind of like halfway point, eh? You're That's like, right, like yeah. almost I'm in the, the middle. I'm the yeah. fourth fourth uh, child, first um first uh, wow. first male. Yeah. Wow! 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 Yeah. So Cornelius comes after they yeah. they uh they played it safe with Fre- Fred. Okay. <laughs> Actually, uh, he was born prematurely, so we're we're only eight months apart. Damn, that's weird. Damn, damn. And and where did you grow up? Like, where did all this happen? Well, I grew up uh, all over North America, but I grew up in I was born in British Columbia in Smithers. Okay, you've been across yeah. the country many times, yeah. and you've probably been. We hear Smithers. We hear Smithers. Yes, and and um, born in Smithers, and then what kind of. How did you move across the country? Well, my father decided to go back to college uh, at at an you know, older age, and I uh, wasn't satisfied Neat. with his life. So, yeah, I, it was inspiring, you know. But as a kid, I didn't realize how inspiring until later. But then we, we moved yeah, to uh, yeah. Sioux Center, Iowa, because there was a college there that he really wanted to go to. So that's where we lived there for, for four years. Okay, and uh, so that was from about age six to ten. We spent a couple of summers because uh, c- he got a part-time job in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which that, oh man, that, I, that was really interesting because you know I what was he doing? What was he doing there? Uh, just, in, uh, in Grand Rapids in the summertime, you know, he got a job with a construction company, and they paid really okay. well. It was worth it wow. uh, to go there, and we were able to share a house from another family that he knew that were gone. Wow. So you know, our housing was taken care of. But that, that was the most, I, I, it was a very interesting, and you know, um, part of my youth. Because um, in Iowa, it's, to- it's totally white. You know, we never saw, you know, a black person. But here we go to Michigan and we moved into like, you know, what was called a black neighborhood. And right. It was really, it was really interesting. Like as a kid, I, I didn't know, I didn't know for racism or anything. There's this right. different looking people and which I, I made friends with a, a lot of them too. Of course, they were, we were in the neighborhood. Right, uh, right. It was very interesting. Oh, that's... It was during the tumultuous '60s. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm not a kid. You know, I was then. okay. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's amazing. And and so, yeah, I mean that that influence of uh, so. How old were you when you lived in Michigan? Then you would have been like ten, about eight, or... eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and you stayed there for a few years, or well, what? we were in Michigan just for two summers, so two complete summers, like. We were in. Wow. We we moved from Iowa to Michigan, and then back to Iowa, and then back to Iowa. Wow! We were just there for wow. the summer, so my dad could get this lucrative summer summer job. So all ten of you, yeah, make the move. Well, actually, in, no. In what? No, there was only there was there was six of us at the time. Two, oh, two came okay, a bit okay, later. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. It's a it's a growing family. Yeah. It's just a, a a family with a dream. So That's so right. so. So, uh, and, and what do you, how do you move from Iowa to, to Michigan by car, by station wagon or what? Well, 
Um, actually, uh, by car, but one time we took the train back from... Uh, cool. It, it left, the, I'm sure you've heard of a town called Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah sure. In Michigan, that's that's sure, as far sure. as the train went. So we, we, we got someone to drive us to, to Kalamazoo and then we took the train from there. Sick. I remember stopping in Chicago. There's a big train station in Chicago, and then we headed off yeah. back to uh, to uh, Iowa. That was yeah. and and are you musical at that age of ten, or does that come later? Uh, that comes quite a bit later, actually. I I, uh, I wasn't all that musical as a kid, really. I mean, um, I, I did play around with the drums drums a bit, and um, you mm-hmm. know, later on I played the harmonica, and uh, we always had a mm-hmm. keyboard around the house usually. So I, you know, I messed around with that, but never really took lessons. I don't know. My father was too busy or couldn't afford them, or I'm not sure why. And and when and do you are do you have um, dual citizenship then dicking around down in the south? No, I, I don't. Just because we weren't there long enough. Uh, my sister was born oh. there, so she has dual. Okay. Okay. So so when do you come back north to Canada? Uh, Nineteen. Well, when I was about ten. 11 and then um, oh so shortly after got, the grand rapids stint yeah, that's you, right. you moved back up and 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 is that when you come to toronto that's when we came to ontario we we lived uh, near uh in near welland like here in the uh-huh. niagara area there my father got a job okay. to teaching he's a school teacher so he taught at a school there and he finished his that's, college his college work in in iowa that's right yeah and then we okay. moved to uh, okay Okay. And then he got offered a job in Ontario because he wanted mm-hmm. to go back to BC, but then he got this job offered in Ontario. And so we went, this is where he went. Okay. Wow. So, so travel, your father and mother seemed very, very fearless when it came to doing what they had to do to provide for this growing family. Yeah. I think would my, you say that? Yeah, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. My father, he, he wanted to, um, you know, be satisfied with his life, I guess he, he, he had, was working labor jobs and he had a, a plumbing business. He was a plumber before that, but it, you know, it wasn't him. It was just stressing him out too much. It was too much work, like you know, in, in, in a you know, too much shoveling and that kind of stuff. You know, too much sure. you know work. Sure, uh, the, you and know, like uh, hard labor. He, he wanted to use his mind. I think. You know. How how old is he when he decides to to make that move he to was, go into he education? Thirty eight or forty. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I love stories like this, Fred. I'm going to get a glass of water. Here he goes. So while Fred gets a glass of water, um, we're going to set up a tune to hear. Um, let's take a listen right. to... Oh, that was a, that's a fast, fast glass of water. Let's take a listen to... Um, Rock, paper, scissors. One of your early, All right. early, earlier recordings, just to give people an idea of what we're talking about when we talk about Fred Speck. All right. Woo! Scissors Got it 
deal with indecision When you are on that impossible mission Where could you find such precision? Rock, paper, scissors That bebop line would be such a bore And at that tempo it just soars But those jazz cats they can't stop for Rock, paper, scissors 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 So that was Rock, Paper, Scissors that we just heard uh, some, some awesome uh, vocal delivery there uh, on that tune. Do you want to? Who plays on that recording? When was it made? And what's going on there? It's it's, it's such a beautiful sound. That, uh, that's uh, Nickel Robertson on guitar. Nickel S. Robertson. Yeah, he's taking a, he's taking a lot of risks with his sounds. Uh, and we're I want to talk about that. Yeah. I, I think he I think he kind of um, treats an artist such as you with like he just lets it all loose and, and does some really interesting things on the guitar that maybe he wouldn't even be allowed to do in other contexts. I think you're absolutely um, right. And I think that's yeah. why he, you know, I think that's why he enjoys, enjoys playing with me. I, I don't, yeah. I don't give him a lot of instruction and, but I also Man. don't ask him to play it, it exactly this way, you know, some really fun sounds there, but yeah. What, what, what's that tune? What's going on in that tune, Fred? Well, um, I, I wrote that, um, I, um, maybe to answer a question about songwriting, um, people often ask, you know, do you write the li- uh, lyrics first or the melody first? And uh, I'm one of the, I, I wear, I, I write the, the melody first. Okay. I, I wrote it on the saxophone and I, I wrote that and I, you know, I never mm-hmm. really thought it was done. It sat on the shelf for a long time because I thought, oh, this thing needs a bridge or another part, you know. And then I, yeah. I brought it to Nickel and my bandmates, and they said, no, are you kidding? This is done. This, like, you don't need to add anything to this. Awesome, like, awesome. You could, who else, who else? why bother? Who else is playing on that track with you? And then uh, it's uh, Mike Rosie Rosenball okay. and, and uh, Michael Kaler. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I remember that band. That was an earlier band of yours, that's right, right? That's right. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, so, so yeah. look, we you went and got got a glass of water, and I wanted to give our gentle listeners uh, a, a a window into your mad musical world. But we're going to inch towards that because we haven't. You haven't even picked up the saxophone by the time you get up to uh, Niagara Falls, Welland area, right? So well. you settle in as the whole family settles in and grows to the to the number 10 <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. members of the spec clan. But, uh, yeah. but, but yeah, like what, so wh- where do you go to high school? When do you start getting into music? Um, 
Actually, it was after high school, but I went to high school in Beansville, Ontario. Oh yeah, and, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, and had, it's a nice spot. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the best school to go to. There was and a smaller one closer in Smithville. I could have went to, but uh, okay. Uh, so there's two available to me, and uh, you know that's where yeah. all my buddies were going to to Beansville. So I, I decided okay. to go to Beansville too. But unfortunately, you know, but maybe fortunately, I I didn't take music in high school. Um, maybe, maybe fortunately, because the, the, the bus ride was too well, long. And well, we're going to we're going to unpack your right. music education because we all have one. And I kind of want to know what makes Fred Speck. You know, it's like so no music in high school. But what kind of a kid are you? Are you a creative kid? Are you a nice kid? Are you uh, are you angry? What are you? I don't, I don't, <laughs> these are really, all the above. These are really good questions. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I was angry. I, I was I was a fun loving kid. I. I, yeah, um, you strike me as you were always a nice guy from like uh, a young age. Is that is that accurate? Well, yeah. How, how can I say that about myself? I mean, what are other people? Right, right. Me? I mean, um, I, 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 no, I, I would know. I'm. I was a. Uh, uh, I had to work into being friendly, and I'm still not there. But I, I'm. Yeah. I wasn't a nice kid. You named you yourself. Uh, yeah, friendly, really. Br- branding, baby, branding. <laughs> but no, I. I mean, You're very friendly. Anyway, so so that that your answer tells me that you were a nice kid because you, you don't even want to admit it, you know. I think, you're, you're, I, think I, I had friends. I think I, 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 yeah, I was a yeah. nice kid. Yeah. And what were you into? Like, what were what were some what were your interests? Well, uh, in high school, I, I liked shops. Like it was it was a not a vocational school, but it was full of shops. So I took a auto shop, machine shop, wood shop, and, awesome. and welding, and all that stuff. I, I you know I, I love doing stuff like that. I, I kind of. Uh, you know what what is the um the last name speck what is the origin where where are your parents well, the, were they born here well, they're born in, in the netherlands uh, okay you're so you're a dutch, dutch yeah but uh, great and but my great. father the, the name speck is actually a frisian which is a, a dialect oh. of, of in the netherlands it's it's almost oh, wow. a completely different language actually now we're getting somewhere. Frisian sounds like almost like you have your Dorian mode, your Phrygian mode, <laughs> and your Frisian. You, I believe, you play in the Frisian mode mostly. Is, is <laughs> where you, you live. That's where you live. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so Speck is so, a Frisian name, um, and Friesland. It's part of, in the in the Netherlands. It's um, uh, yeah, they have a, almost a totally different language. You know, it's like you know, the, there's the uh, national kind of Dutch dialect, but then the, the Frisian is almost a totally different language. So my father had to speak mm-hmm. both. And uh, also wow. Frisian is almost closer to Gaelic as far as I know. And it's, wow. it's one of those obscure languages. But uh, speck, and, uh, uh, speck means um, bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> pork, Fred Bacon. Pork. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in German, they have speck. It's spelled with a C, S-P-E-C-K. And it, it means bacon? Same thing, yeah, or ham. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Fred Ham, another good good name. Yeah, yeah, great man. Thank yeah. you for this. Now we're getting now we're getting somewhere. We're, it's it, we're 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 you know we're easing into it. We're warming up. Um, so so you're 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 a you're a nice kid. You That's finish right. high school. Right. What, what are your interests? Shop, 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 and shop. I took shop. Where do you go from? Well, I I, uh, where do you go from there? Uh, I lived in a small town, and one of the few jobs available was, was truck driving. And of course, as a as a teenage kid, driving yeah. a big machine is so exciting. So 
of course, I, you know, I wanted to do that. So I, I got like, like 18, 18 wheels. Well, I got to that, but yeah, all, all, wow. all sizes of trucks. Um, but that I, I had no idea. It didn't last too That's long beautiful. because it was, I was starting to understand my own personality and, uh, and uh, it was just too dangerous. And, uh, and too many yeah. long hours, you know, you get up at five in the morning and get home at okay. seven okay. at night. And, and also um, just sitting there, you know, in the thing all day, this noisy yeah. goddamn truck, you know, yeah, the only yeah, thing I yeah. loved about it, and this is probably where the music will come in, is that I could just listen to music all day. Um, okay. Because I, had, okay. I always had a cassette player or something, you know, or a, a music a radio or a, a music player in the truck. I would even there was one company I drove for that I had I'd have to drive different trucks so I would just move the my my, my audio thing with me to the new truck so, and plug so, it in. So how far are some of your 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 runs and what are you running? Anything from uh, like like what what kind of what what are you what are you sh- shipping? I was shipping uh, 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 grain like wheat and corn. Okay. And okay. Also okay. Uh, later I drove for another company that we we hauled gravel. Um, like, um, did you say your girl, your girlfriend had the company? No, no. Uh, funny you should mention. Oh, her, for, I, for a, I met, I met my girl. I met a girlfriend. Uh, uh, she was working. For, oh, sorry. For the same company. Okay. But I uh, know I hauled okay. gravel. Gravel. You hauled gravel. Yeah. So, so you're uh, sorry. Pardon for the misunderstanding no, no, there, but that's neat. Okay. Interesting. Okay. There was a the company had a, a variety store and gas station too, and there was a girl that worked there that I, I she became my girlfriend, and she worked for the same. Wow. Place. And all in the greater Toronto, greater Toronto area, or what? This is like, in the Niagara area, a, a small town yeah. called Dunville. Okay, okay. So I, I've heard of Dunville, and you, and you, you're going to the what? America, or where no, are you? Actually, where are you hauling? Just in Ontario. Okay, Ontario hauls. Yeah, um, I, I used to. Ha- uh, there was a a quarry. There's one interesting job I had once was coming to Toronto. There's a quarry um, just north of Hamilton, up on the on the escarpment, and I had to haul. Sure. It wasn't gravel this time. It was huge boulders, and I drove them into Ashbridge's Bay to the Jesus. beaches because <laughs> wow. they were building a you know break wall. So yeah. I had to drive the truck right onto the beach, and then the. So th- this is not. Th- you're not. This isn't like. Uh, you're not. You're not. You, you don't. Th- this ain't a manure truck. This. You're. You're hauling boulders. <laughs> I was, now. Now I'm getting somewhere. I'm. I'm seeing a picture. So, but this isn't for you, eh? So you're well, at a high school. You're at a high school. You're listening to music in the in the in well, the truck, I, but and then and, and then you and then what? Your early twenties, I guess, and and you you start to to gravitate towards music and picking up the horn. That's right. That's right. Well, um, I, after after not liking truck driving, and I always liked music. You know, like even I know I didn't play as a kid. You know, I, I had I always had a radio and a, a yeah. record player. You know, always collected. Uh, you know, I listened to rock records and the Guess Who and all the you know popular stuff at the time. Yeah, but um, anyway, so I got sick of truck driving because it was just wasn't for me. It was too many hours, too dangerous. Like I was gonna run over somebody someday. Yeah, and it's yeah, just r- racking my nerves, and um, I just wanted to do something you know cleaner and, and with you know that I could use my my te- my, my brains. So I, I went to uh, study electronics at the DeVry Institute. It's a technical institute. Well, sure. And I, I, sure. I, I did fairly. I worked hard at that and did fa- fairly well. And I, I think I grew in, in confidence because I don't think I was. Okay. I, I was a. I wasn't really a real confident kid, really. But okay. when I went to Devry. Uh, I, I did really well, and then I, I thought I became confident. So around that time, I was also going out to see a lot of shows. You know, the punk scene was exploding, and uh, oh. I was really digging it. You know, and I just wanted to get involved and. Uh, 
I thought everyone plays guitar. I'm going to grab a sax and just blow on this thing and see, see what I can do. Oh. So, so I went and rented, That's... rented one and took lessons from the rental shop there. And, and How exciting. How back. exciting. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. So there's, there's kind of a, there's a punk rock kind of vein in, uh, in where you come from. Oh, absolutely. With saxophone. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the, the DIY feeling. You know, at the time, you know, it's it just the, the punk rock explosion seemed to say that like, a, we, you know, we don't like, you don't need to know how to play, you know, just grab an yeah. instrument, you know, you'll learn, yeah. you know, just start banging away at it and, and figure some stuff out. And, you know, it'll be primitive at first, but you know, you're going to learn Just do it, you know. And, and did, you, did you did you were you playing in Toronto? Like, did you start like playing shows with the with the horn in that context of like punk rock, or was it more like you were inspired by what was going on there to develop that side of yourself? I was I I wanted to get in basically get involved, you know, like uh, okay, you know, I wanted to have a creative pursuit, and I felt confident after I after I graduated from DeVry and while I was working there. Or studying there, I, I felt I yeah. thought, oh, I can if I can do this, I can learn how to play an instrument. Right you know, on, can, right on. I had attempted some stuff as a kid. I played the harmonica yep. a bit, and you know, fooled around on the on the organ at home and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. And I always I always liked singing. You know, as a kid, and uh, you know, we went to church, and uh, a lot of people say that they sang in church, and I, I did too. And I actually liked okay. I actually liked it. There's a lot of songs I really liked, but only thing was a I realized later that uh, it was it was very staid, you know, like it, it didn't swing. No, that's the only thing I didn't, you know, I didn't like about it was you know how rock solid it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and what what kind of church? What what kind of a church were you going to? It was a Protestant uh, church. Okay, Christ, okay, Christian reform, Calvinistic, you know. Oh wow, wow, and and, uh, and of, didn't didn't swing enough for you. No, but as a kid, I didn't no. really realize that. I just, I knew I liked yeah. singing, but there's something that I didn't like it. About this. Yeah. And usually it's a thing where you don't like your parents' music. Right. Right. So you go, right. Oh, uh, you know, what kind of, what kind of music were your parents into? Uh, uh, religious music, like, mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. but they mm. also liked that, you know, some polkas and that. Yeah. Pol- polkas I, I, and that, and marching, my dad like marching band stuff. Nice, nice. I feel like that's in your DNA. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, with punk rock, that that, yeah. that comes across in in who you become. So, so what do you do for work after you leave De- DeVry? Are you like an electronics guru at that point? Like, what do you what do you want to do with that? Well, I, I went to work for it. <laughs> after that, I went to work for an, an, a company that made industrial control panels. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, for like uh, for nuclear energy plants like Darlington. Holy like, shit! Yeah. But I, I was a quality control inspector, which meant wow. uh, you know they didn't really need they didn't really want me there, but they had to to get these contracts. And, yeah, um, and then yeah, I, and then after that, so, so I did that for about a year, but I didn't really enjoy that either. So then I wanted to get into the more the entertainment industry, like the you know like audio, uh, you know, recording studios and that kind of stuff. So, so I, I, I came to Toronto and, uh, I, you know, where there's more of that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I had, uh, I was, I also in St. Ca- this was in St. Catharines, actually. I moved back to St. Catharines and I worked for this industrial control, uh, manufacturer. And, uh, I also worked, I also, uh, volunteered at the, um, and this is where my musical thing started really. I, I volunteered at CFBU. It's a, 
the Brock University radio station. Okay, okay. And and so college radio starts yeah. that that whole community and vibe starts getting exactly. in exactly. And then At, what, did you dig it? I, I really I really dug it. Yeah, and I loved you know meeting the musicians and the people who had shows on the you know had shows on the station and uh, I was yeah. I volunteered as a my as a technician because you know I just come from Devry yeah and you know yeah and I knew some stuff about that and then I uh, became friends with the station manager his name was Malcolm Lewis. And then, and then uh, we both were taking this electronic music uh, class that, that Brock offered. It was like, you know, night school. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, you know, I wasn't uh, taking any, any uh, going for a master's or anything like that. I just took some courses yeah, at yeah. Brock and uh, just so I could use the equipment mostly. And, and um, I met Malcolm there and we started a, a little recording duo called Blank Crowd. Blank Crowd? <laughs> Malcolm came up with that name. I don't know exactly what it means, but... Okay, you know, it's just a weird blank. That's cool. So we, that's cool. So that, we did that. That's one of your first collaborations, right. you'd say. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and what, like synthy stuff, yeah, like, like synth and tape loops and stuff, just like stock. Great man, you know, Stockhausen and all that. You know, Edgar. Sure. Oh, behind me, behind me. Uh, fuck, I'm gonna have to move this microphone. You see right here. Yeah. You see right there, Fred. Yeah. That's a signed Karl Heinz Stockhausen. Oh my god. Yeah, the fucking glare of my light is not okay. really doing it justice. And right here, you see this? Yeah. You see, hold on, I'm going to point to it. You see that? Yeah. Right. That's a framed postcard from Stockhausen, man. Wow. So we were like, we were pen pals for like no, a while while I was in university. Wow. I wrote him and like he wrote back. He was nice enough to write back. Wow. He wrote all kinds of really inspiring stuff. Like, I will never teach you. Stay home and transform Canada. That's like a, one of the <laughs> that that was like a very uh, influential line that that he wrote that Amazing. stays with me. Transform Canada. Wow. Oh, that's awesome! So you're getting into Stockhausen and 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 the weirdo side of yeah Edgar of, Varez. Uh, yeah, baby. Uh, yes, good, good, good. Okay, uh, and and you're doing like tape loops and stuff yeah, like this. Synthy tape loops, and I, I was playing the alto saxophone oh. too. So of course I recorded oh. that. And you know, messed with that Great. too. Malcolm played guitar, and he he could play the piano. Oh, I love it! So you know, we we're just we we're just goofing around. We, you know, back then cassettes were all the rage. So we you know we we got enough material yeah. together to make a little little cassette. You know, forty minute. Did you put it out? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, sent it around to CKLN and places like that. And actually, I was back one day listening to the radio just randomly, and I heard my own stuff. Fuck! Awesome! What a feeling that yeah, is! Hey, what a feeling that is! God, they're playing my tape. Wow! What, when you went back, back when you moved to Toronto, blank crowds. When you moved to Toronto, Actually, or? No, that was in St. Catharines. We we got that going. Okay, but then all right. Um, Malcolm eventually moved to Toronto, and so did I. So we, you know, we moved in together and and kept the band going, and then we started playing live. Awesome! Awesome! What venues were you playing at to start uh, out with? Do you remember the Rivoli? Yeah. Played at um, neat. Great. Uh, the, oh, um, I can't remember all the, uh, some of the. Yeah, a lot of them are probably not even with us anymore. Uh, there was an art gallery that I was involved with, the Purple Institution. You may have heard heard about them. No, that's beyond my my brain. Uh, anyway, was, the Purple was, Institution or Institute. I forget if it was Institute or Institution. I never really yeah. got that right. Uh, it was run. It was like yeah. an artist run place cool. that the artists lived at too. It was you know it was back. When yeah, they, they did that. You know. It was, it was a big enough space. People lived there and they did shows and they had art shows and they did theater and live music. And 
I played. So you've lived in when? When would that be? When you and Malcolm moved to Toronto? Well, 1984. God damn! Yeah. So that's a you. A chunk of time has passed. You've been in, in the city. You've yeah. seen the city. Yeah. Really, uh, go through some phases. I have. I have some growth spurts. I'm a, a Tron, I'm a Torontonian now, but yeah, I've seen a yeah, I've seen a lot. Yeah, like where I used to live, we had a place at 40, uh, 44 Dovercourt Road near Queen, and you know, okay, it's, it's all changed now. And when and when do you meet Beverly Taft, your wife? Um, well, I, or or is it your partner? I don't know if you are yeah, married. We're married yeah. Okay, okay, your wife. Oh, oh, that was a a, 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 a momentum. That was an important day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like she, she, she changed my life. Um, well, I was in a, I was in a band called Braino uh, later. This is a, in the early nineties. So not drain, not Drano, but Braino. <laughs> Braino. Yeah. we love it. Love it. Who was in there? Voltaire Ramos was in a band. Uh, sure. Okay. You know Voltaire? I, well, I know the uh, photographer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was a guitarist and, yeah. and, um, 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 this guy named Soon, uh, Soon Ben Meyer played the bass or the drums. Uh, Soon played the bass. Okay. And there was another alto sax player, uh, Chris. And um, so anyway, um, I'm in this band called Braino. It's it's a original music, kind of kind of co-written by the band. They had a lot of stuff yeah. before I started, but. Um, mm-hmm. Usually one person would bring something to the table and then we'd all add some bits or something, but you know, we'd work it mm-hmm. out. I think we did a couple of cup we did a couple of cover cover songs. And mm-hmm. um well, anyway, one day Chris comes and says, uh, uh my friend Beverly Taft, she's got a show on CAUT and, we, and she she wants us to she wants to interview us, you know. And yeah, who sure. should go? Who who wants to go, you know? So I, you know, oh, wow. brief pause and I said, Yeah, okay, I'll go. You know, I'll go with you. The two of us will go get interviewed for a gig, you know. It's coming up. Yeah. So I yeah. so I go to the so we go to CIUT where Beverly has his show. Um it was called About Town. Um, okay. Like okay. entertainment listings. And then um Yeah. And, yeah, and then you know, I was smitten, you know, like she 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 interviewed oh. Like, oh wow. So then you know, after that we were done the recording or the, after we did the show, it was a half hour show, yeah. you know, we yeah, we, we talked some more and she told me she's a, a singer. You know, uh-huh. doing a gig come. She had a gig coming up with her mom the next week. She said, "You know, you should come and oh. come and hear me play with my mom." So of Amazing. course, I went. <laughs> Amazing, Fred. Yeah. And, then, and, then we and the rest is history. Hit it off from there. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thanks for for that. Well, and 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 CIUT culture. I feel like you've well, you've have you done a lot of time at CIUT, the I, college radio station. I, I, I worked there as a technician too. You did, yeah. yeah later, I, I th- not at that time, okay. but uh, later. But okay. Not when I was okay. interviewed by Beverly, but uh, later on, I got a yeah a job. I, my friend Sam, uh, Sam Petit was a, is the technician there, and he's also yeah. a really good musician. And uh, he knew that I, I knew some electronic stuff, and I had some experience. So he said, "Oh, I you know I need a part time technician." You know, like not, not how how important is is college radio to you in 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 your work? In like in my music or. All, all of the above well, like just how how important well, I, I think, do, how much do you value it in your life like i just it, it feels like it's a it's a big part it, it is a big part yeah and i think it's important that we have a a a, a college radio um, across canada you know that we that there's, mm-hmm. a, that there's a voice 
that's just uh, that that's not non-commercial voice that people yeah. you know that yeah. they can program uh, interesting and unusual musics and uh, and uh, other yeah. kinds of shows and you know not be forced to to uh, adhere to like advertise what advertisers want yeah amen, you know, amen. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it was really formidable for me too i met in fact uh, i'm sure you came at least once and we recorded uh your band because i was a technician in the basement there and i'm sure that yeah that your band oh yeah man it's all it's all a blur yeah, yeah. But yeah. you guys came at least yeah, once yeah and yeah. uh, you know, I, I had to. I, yeah. That was my job mostly. There was recording bands and then getting them awesome. Prepared, How special! Or you know, sending the feed up to the up to the uh, to the booth. Yeah. Or recording. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for later broadcasts. You know. That's a that's a that's a that's a, a major cultural artery. I would say the the you know that 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 station and a lot of the work coming out of there. You know, over absolutely, the years, yeah. The, the, yeah. Ken Stower, uh, he was a program director then. Yeah, he's the manager yeah. now, and he's still he's still plugging oh, yeah. away at it. And he really had That's a, awesome. a passion for it. You know, I really respect him a yeah. lot. Like, yeah, he really he really loves campus radio, and he he works real hard at it. Did you ever have your own show? No, no, I didn't actually, and never really kind of occurred to me. I think I may have filled in when someone was yeah. late once or twice. Yeah. And uh, I think I was, you know, I, I talked to, to the host sometimes cause they would want to talk to me yeah. or technician yeah. Fred Speck. And then I, you know, chime in with some, yeah. some words. I love it. I, I love it. I love that whole community. Like, I think it's great. And, 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 you know, like, yeah, technician, like, uh, you're making it all happen, right? You're bringing oh, it to life. Helping out. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I met so, and I met a lot of really good musicians and interesting yep. people. You know, yeah, I bet, you know. including, I mean, you, your wife, you know, <laughs> and like my that's, wife. that's really special. And you, hey, wh- you know that song you wrote for Beverly about you guys camping. Oh, yeah, right. I know it's not on our list, but what a what a beautiful tune. People ask for it. I remember, I remember I sat in with with you and uh, your band once at that place on college. Uh, the hell was it called? It's no longer there. Anyway, you know. Oh yeah. And he said, "Yeah, come up and do a couple of songs." And remember, Greg. Yeah. Gregory, oh, you're you're a keyboard player. You know, he yeah, insisted yeah. I do that one. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. tune. It's a beautiful tune. What record is that on? Is that on one of your recordings? Oh yeah, it's 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 on. Um, it's well, this is there's an instrumental version called uh, on Beans and Wieners. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Hey, gentle listeners, we're not going to play that tune, but I would urge you to go to fredspeck.ca, uh, fred and then S-P-E-K dot yeah, C-A to check it. And uh, it's called, it's on Beans and Wieners. And do you know what it's called? It's called Hey Bev. Hey Bev. What a beautiful tune. Hey Bev. Um, let's, let's play something else though, off of your, one of your later records right. uh, for crying out loud. Oh, right. This is uh Churla Burla. Can you set it up for us? What a fun tune. Yeah, uh, Churla Burla. Um, I mentioned the Purple Institute, which uh, Churla Burla is a person who who ran that, um, and she's just a, a good friend of mine. And um, and uh, for she was living across the alley uh, from me when, when I wrote that. And uh, sometimes you know you're writing instruments and you go, oh, I better, I need a title for this. I got to call it something. Otherwise, it'll be song number one or song number two or something. Yeah. So I I walked out of the studio and I saw her across the alley. And I thought, oh yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna there call it is. Churla Burla. This song is called Churla Burla. That's not her Here real name, but uh, it's her artist name, but still. For Crying Out Loud is the name of the record. Yeah. For Crying Out Loud. I, I Don't you love that expression? Yeah, I do too. 
I guess you do because you wrote you uh, named your record after it. I love that expression for crying out loud. <laughs> well, I, I like to I'd like to spin it. I tried to spin it by suggesting that I, I'm for it. Like you, you should cry out loud. You, like you're down with crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, but, I, I always wondered if it were like it was just a cover up for like you know blasphemy or something like that. It was just like uh, a polite way. <laughs> For crying out loud. Anyway, here it comes now, without any more rambling, Churla Burla. Well, thank you, Fred. What a fun tune and what a fun band. That was Fred Speck and the Camp Combo. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot, Rich. Uh, that's, that's what, Who are some of the people in your in your Camp Combo family, Fred? That's that's. Um, oh, let me uh, call up. Uh, well, right now, um, right now, I, I play with uh, Nickel Robertson, who I've been mm-hmm. playing with for about 15 years. And he, mm. he's an incredible 
incredible musician and uh, he's been so encouraging to me over the years. You know, sometimes I wonder, you know, why, why yeah. is he bothering with me? He's such a good musician. I'm sure he could get so many other acts that he could play with, but he, you know, he, he just sticks it out. So there's Nickel Robertson and uh, Al. Well, what, yeah? Before we get into anyone else, let's, let's, let's stop on Nickel though for a sec. You, why do you think that is? Why do you think your, your relationship goes 15 plus years with Nickel? Like what? Hello? What do oh. you think? You know, I'm still here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're like, well, finish your question if you're going to. No, I think I am finished my question. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Nickel stays with you that long? Okay, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, um, well, I think uh, I, he, um, he went to Humber and he studied jazz, and I think he got kind of put off by it, by it in yeah. some ways. But when he saw my band and started playing with me, he realized, yeah, you know, like, it's not um, – we don't, um, in fact, we decided this. We don't, you know, he, he doesn't have to play, you know, chorus after chorus and, and, and like, uh, mm -hmm. doesn't want mm -hmm. to play jazz that way. You know, he, he, he provides, uh, he services the song. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. Nice. Nice. And, we're nice. Out. And, and we, and we realized too, that we have a thick book of songs and, you know, why noodle away on this one song forever? Let's play yeah. it. You know, quick solo, have some fun, and bang, another song. You know, it's just, it's, and I think that Nick, Nickel likes that. And also, I think he, um, I think he likes it that uh, it's ne it's never the same. We don't do the song yeah. exactly yeah. the same all the time. We pick different tempos yeah. sometimes by accident. Things and he pr he produced that last record he, that yes, he produced uh, that tune that we just heard, right? The Trilla Burla and that whole for crying out loud record, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, nice, nice. I've heard him. You know, he's he's kind of said like, "You're you're you're pretty out. You're an outsider in a lot of ways, right? Do you consider yourself to be an outsider artist?" I, I yes, and I, I guess without well, apology, like it's not a bad word. No, I, I, I do, I do. I, I, I want this podcast is essentially <laughs> celebrating outsider artists, right? It's yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I. I I don't want to be a mainstream artist. You know, <laughs> yeah. Can. yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So outsider. Yeah. Like, I suppose like, um, like back to that old band I had with Nick, uh, with Malcolm Lewis, it was, it was more of a noisy yeah. art band. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And, um, uh -huh. and I think that I've become a lot more musical since then. And, you know, like back then it was like this, yeah. you know, just, kind of noise scraping yeah i love Noy it Bouton and all those bands you know yeah you got any of that shit on uh oh i got them on some cassettes yeah you can share some of that with me sometime sure, i'd love to hear that not, not yeah it, not today, but... if it's an archival dig yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, no. I'm interested in that that's that's my world um so, what, yeah. so who else is in your who else is in your musical family you were about to keep going well, there, now, uh, uh, alan zamitis Yep, sure, yeah, sure. A killer on the keyboard, you know, like a yeah, you know, yeah. He's amazing. Um, and did you just tell me that you released something with him, like just well, duo? Is it? Uh, yeah, um, I I got some I'm always writing original songs and, and melodies, yeah. and um, we had a, a a recording session all set up in March with with Nickel and, and Alan oh, yeah. and, and and the drummer uh, Tim Shaw. Sure. And, um, sure. Yes. It was all booked and set up to go. And oh. then, uh, you know, COVID yeah. comes along. I yeah. find it interesting that you and I have not mentioned that that yet. In this yeah, interview, yeah. But, no, I mean, we're, 
we're trying to make this discussion live longer than that goddamn virus, right. but right. let's let's see if let's see if it does. So, um, so the yeah. what happened, uh, Rich, was that uh, the of course the uh, recording got canceled because you know like, sure people didn't want to do it and everyone wasn't. Yeah. But yeah. I thought, well, here's an idea. Why don't I just ask Alan to record um, these songs? You know, solo on the organ, just by himself. He's such a brilliant. That's musician. really he cool, can, man. Like, That's really cool. I do it. I do the chart. I do a chart, and with all the chords, you know, I, I kind of fig- yeah. figured that out. And you know, if he has yeah. any input, he, he makes some changes. But usually, it's, it's uh-huh. done. So I just said, "Hey, why don't you just record these? I'll pay you." He, yeah. I, I, he would do it, and then I would just pay him, and he would do another one. I'd pay That's him. cool. I send him. That's really cool. So now we, I got about six or eight done. And so Great. I decided to put them up on the band camp as, as more, uh, you know. Is it up there on your band camp now then? The, the, the first one is called Soul Pirate. And I saw that. I, I saw that. Okay. So Nickel helped me finish the melody on that one. But Great. 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 And uh, Well, yeah, check it out. If you go to uh, fredspec.ca, you can see all of what Fred has been up to. And, you know, yeah, we haven't really spoken about it, but we will. I mean, the, the creativity prevails, eh? So I love the fact that there's this this restraint around us and we're all doing what we can to stay kind of alert and in tune and in shape and uh yeah, and yeah. Ex- and expressing ourselves so i'm really happy to hear that um that 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 you figured that out and and worked on that it's, it's, it was kind of a uh what, what's the word i'm looking for is this a thing that i needed i thought well i'll keep some projects going i'll see if I'm, yeah man no 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 I you got this. to and i'll also you, you know to. Speaking of industry industry tactics and you know trying to make a living at this, um, lay it on me. We're all uh, like I, I'd like to. I, I, I entertain the idea of trying to sell my music for sync licensing and for TV and movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I realize, hey, you know, they, they usually want a simple, straightforward instrumental version of stuff, mm-hmm. not a big mm-hmm. production with vocals. So I thought, I'll just mm-hmm. get Alan to do these, and they they sound great. great. I love listening to my own music interpreted by someone else. You know, let's yeah. see what he yeah. makes of my song, and then uh, you know, I'll also use this uh, to send to this, this uh, license, a sync license. That's people. great. That's see great. If I can, you know, sell these to for TV or you know, productions. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a long shot, but you know, you got to have it. No, Fred, you, you, you got to you know, get your song. You got a dream, and you got to you got to you do it right. No. Like you really put yourself forward to to many, and you've been at this for for a long time now, and. And I love that persistence that really inspires me that what I see you, you, you hustle, you have to, because not a lot of other people are going to support it. And so you want to make sure that you're, you're like out there just throwing it, but is there an art to that? Like you you don't want to be too aggressive in putting yourself forward, but you need to put yourself forward. Can you talk a little bit about how you navigate that? Well, yeah, that's, um, I, I tried it. Well, from a from a band point of view, when, when when we were playing live, you know, I would try to collect email addresses and meet people. Sure, and then, you know, sure. You know, Tactics. Talk. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. I have an e, an e list. Um, it's been up to three hundred people, but I, I think about two hundred and forty active active people, which is not huge. But this, you know, these are my people, and uh, mm-hmm, like you know, mm-hmm. I try I try to try to do that. You take that seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to make you know try to make posts and yeah. You know, on face on Facebook or whatever, and places like yep. that. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just I don't know. Um, re- uh, recently, I, I bought a book by uh, the guy who started CD Baby because I, I have some of my stuff on CD, uh, CD oh, Baby. Yeah. Uh, Derek Sivers. 
Okay. He has a, a new book out, and um, I forget what the hell he even called it, but it's all about uh, industry tactics. You know how, how to be uh, how to be uh, persistent but friendly. You know, like and okay. And, you know, I just you know, how, you know things that you can do to propel your your your, your work. Yep. Yeah. And just to, to get it out there and like, you know, don't wait um, and don't wait to, for someone to ask you, you know, you should, you know, you have to go out and, and uh, you know, ask for help, you know, and. Uh, yeah. Well, you have a real DIY. I mean, I, I think that's why we, we like each other so much. I can relate to a lot yeah, of what's in you. I, see you. I can relate to a lot of what's in you yeah. is that, yeah, you know, you, 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 you've got to make friends with music supervisors and, and and the like to try to get yourself out there and do your thing right it's right it's, like people you know that you know the idea of waiting to be discovered is, is is kind of ludicrous like there's no one right like you know i posted music for a long time no no, no one finds it you have to make you have to point people yeah. to it you know like uh, listeners you know we have uh, spotify and all that stuff now too right mm-hmm. uh, these mm-hmm. these new tac- new tactics that we can use but it's still are you on it are yeah. you on that stuff yeah, yeah. okay okay because I, so that's another place to hear fred's music is go to spotify and search or itunes and all the above and search fred's spec it's in, you know it's uh, i'm sure you do this too i'm not sure who your distributors i, I use cd baby mm-hmm. for most of mine and, and then okay. you pay them a certain amount and then they yeah. send it off yeah they send it off off to Spotify and Apple Tunes and and TikTok yeah. and everybody, you know, they do that for yeah. you. So you, know, yeah. you got to make sure that the, that they're doing it, but they do. You know, they you pay them. Well, t- I got two more questions for you before we wrap up. One is, why do you make art? Why do you do this? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it's to 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 give. Um, to to entertain myself and to, to give to give my life some purpose, I, I you know it's, mm. it sounds like uh, just to to have have fun with it, with the time that I have on this planet, you know, like mm. you know, like um, it's a uh, I feel I feel like I still got the the best music in, in me is ahead of me, um, so I, I you know yeah. I want to keep keep working at it, you know, um, the so why do I do it? Sometimes I think that yeah, we, we kind of have to uh, like music is a social thing, and it's important that we play together and we play you know out, out in the public, which we can't do right now, which is driving me nuts. But uh, yeah. it's also it can be it can be kind of solo too, and I often find sometimes that I, I just enjoy practicing in my bedroom by myself. Sometimes that mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I'm entertaining myself. You know, like I learn a new song, I go through these. I got these ancient old fake books, you know, full of old jazz yeah. standards and. The, and I'm learning to read music, so if I pop one open and just read it and go, "Wow, that's a cool yeah. song!" Like I never hear anyone do that. You know, you know, yeah. that's where I dig up some of the oddball songs for Camp Combo. I just I'm always looking through books for weird stuff, or I hear something and go, "Yeah, I gotta do that." Yeah. So you know, it, it just kind of so to get back to your question, yeah, why do I do it? Yeah, I think uh, I want I want to express myself. You know, I want I need a creative outlet, and I want to entertain myself. And I hope if I keep working at it, I'll entertain other people too. And uh, yeah. And uh, also, I just love pl- I love playing with it with Nickel and, and Alan and and uh, and you know, th- there's a whole list of musicians that I've played with over the years that uh, yeah. You know, like I noticed, uh, you know, I was, I was looking at your industry industry tactics list there, and some of those people, yeah. You know, Kelsey McNulty, I played with, with yeah. Dave Clark. I had one of the yeah. best gigs ever with him and uh, Mike Overton and and Ryan Driver one time. It was. 
It was the best. Go back to episode two with Dave Clark and Kelsey. I'm not sure what episode that is, but that was a little later. Look up, look those up. Yeah, connect the dots here, Fred. That's great. Mike Friedman. I don't think I haven't really played with Mike other than at a jam session once, but um, I really admire him and and I do one of his songs from his songbook. I put it into our book. Oh, nice. High school lunch hour. Yeah, that's Um, great, man. That's great. you know, I love playing with That's really these great. people. You know, I had a, a Sly Uhas. Uh, he's on the on the record there with, with, that Nickel produced. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know amazing mm-hmm. musician, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so I love I love playing with these people. So, and I, I feel, awesome. I feel so inspired. You know. Yeah, man. To, no, I, and well, thank you. You're, you're you're sharing that inspiration today, and. Yeah, uh, I lied. Maybe maybe one. Maybe, maybe now it's two more questions. What are, What are some of the challenges? What are some of the challenges in your music career? What are some of the challenges you faced? Well, I guess uh, just trying to um, become a better uh, musician and saxophone player. I I always felt like I was trying to play and catch up. Like um, you know, like yeah. I play with some people who've been playing since they were five. Okay, you know, and it's like, oh my god, you know, and so I. You know, just but is that you know like we talked earlier we didn't really get into it but your music education i mean it's ongoing yeah right? absolutely um, it, it's ongoing but but is that what makes you you like you're, you're a special outlook on it not to say that you don't want to keep refining what you do and that's what i hear is that you you but um do you have this sense of playing catch up like oh you know well, this this person's been playing since they were five therefore or if I uh-huh. if if my perspective on that might be like you're you man you you were moving boulders um, <laughs> you were moving boulders you were hauling boulders but, you know it's like it's no, I, all part of it I think all part I, I of think it. that way now the rye, all of it I think you know? I worried about the catch up you know years ago I'm not I'm not so much into yeah. that now I don't don't really know why Good. I brought that up um, okay. I feel no no fair enough but I'm working away at it now I feel a lot more confident and solid as a, as a as a musician and saxophone player. Good, good, and, good. Um, but, you know, maybe back, you know, when I was in my, you know, in, in a 10 or 20 years ago, when I started the band, yeah. Yeah, I felt a little sloppy sometimes and I always felt like, that. oh, you know, mm-hmm. I should, you know, be practicing a lot more before I go on stage mm-hmm. with this. But then other times I thought, no, just, you know, the, the DIY yeah. part of it is like, no, just give us, give them what you've got, you know, be genuine, yeah. be genuine about it. And, there you go, you there know, you go. There you go. Yeah, so, um, and what are, what are some other challenges you you've come across in your in your music career? Well, um, it's, I guess the challenges are uh, like for, for industry tactics or just uh, um, marketing, you know, and just yeah, trying trying to get to get the gigs. You're trying to get the, the, the trying to get the perfect gigs. suit. You're trying yeah. to get the perfect suit, right? right? Well, that, that part is easy. That part is fun. I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to hustle up the gigs all the time. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. People yeah. who don't do it, or you know, people might think, "Oh, yeah. just, <clears throat> the phone's ringing off my hook." That I just I'm just saying yeah. no to all these gigs or something. It's like no. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I almost have to beg for and get turned down by by some people. Yeah. So just, that's what. That but do you do you really do you, do you sh- feel like do you, I mean I know it was the old world but do, do do you would you do you feel like you shine in like a, a weekly gig at Grossman's or something like that Is that what you really like What do you, What do you What would be the ideal 
situation for you on a like weekly, monthly basis? Like, what does it look like for you, ideally? I, a weekly gig would be would be great. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. And I, and cool. uh, I tried to get that, but it never seems to last more than a couple of months. But uh, I've noticed, you know, bands that do do that, you know, how, you know how good, yeah. you know. I guess we call it. They sound so tight and all that. Yeah. But. You know, you, when you play together every week, you know, like, uh, you know, Friendly Rich, uh, you know, we, you did the Tuesdays, you know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could tell you guys are playing every week, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's really solidified things as well as, you know, opens up things too. Like, you know, yeah, you start yeah. to know each other so well that you can just, you can just throw yeah. anything at each other. Right, you know, right, so, right, right, right. No, I, f- I fully agree I, with all of that. Yeah. I, now, I, you know, we, we are in, and makes sense and, and it'll come. But we are in we are in this lockdown, oh. and we ha- we haven't spoken about it. And f- fair enough, who cares? But I want to know like how you're doing with it. But I guess my 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 bigger I think I know the answer to that. Um, but my 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 real question is where do you go from here? Like where where do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Hopefully, uh, as we come out of this thing. Um, where where do you go from here even within the thing like uh, you know how are you doing and where do you go from well here? um how am i doing that you know when i first hit i thought like we all thought oh, it's going to be you know a month or two yeah so I, I just you know decided <clears throat> i just i just started you know practicing every day yep. i think all oh, this woodshed away here yeah and you know keep 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 on keeping on and you know mm-hmm. um i and digging through my band book and made improvements to charts and got rid of stuff and put new stuff in and dug up. You know, mm-hmm. So I, I was just working on repertoire and working on my own songs thinking, okay, this will be over soon and I'll, I'll be ready. Yeah. But now yeah. it's been months. So, but I, I've been, I have been uh, practicing a lot. Like a, every day I, I blow up yeah. for a couple hours and uh, you know, I, I want to be ready. So when, when this thing blows over at the, you know, I'm yeah. ready to jump out of the gate and be, you know, right on. be strong, yeah. you, know, you know, have some, uh, you know, be ready, you know, but yeah, it's, you know, I don't it's know nice. how long it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, but I, I'm enjoying just, yeah, like I said earlier, like kind of just practicing by myself and uh, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. just enter, entertain myself. And I think you kind of have to be, if you want, if you want to be a musician, if, if you don't enjoy sitting in a room by yourself yeah. and, and noodling away at this stuff, then uh, why should anyone listen, listen to you play? Like you have to enjoy it yourself, you know? And, Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just dust off the horn because you got a gig tomorrow. You know, you yeah, play, yeah. Out, play regularly so that it's you know it's a little easier. I, you know, I used to be a lot more nervous on gigs, but now I, I find, mm-hmm. you know, especially with musicians like Nickel and stuff, you just show up and it's going to sound. You know, I'm just yeah, excited yeah, to more play. confidence. It's going to be good. That's nice. We're going to entertain each That's other. Nice. You know, it's, well, it's, it's the yeah. audience is only three people, but we're just playing for each other and having a laugh. You know. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. It's really beautiful. Um, well, tr- truth be told, <laughs> let's 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 end it with truth be told, Fred. I want to thank you for making time um, and sharing and opening up. Uh, Thanks. Thank you. Any last? You know, we're gonna we're gonna end it with for from the from the same record produced by Nickel for crying out loud. We're gonna end it with truth be told, and you've you've told uh, uh, enough of it today. But uh, any any passing words of wisdom to our to our gentle listeners to to send us off here? Well, I, I, uh, maybe I, I just want to say, you know, like uh, never grow up. You know, ha- have fun your ho- your whole life. You know, like uh, 
you know, you know, try to be, you know, I, I'm inspired by people who want to be a kid their whole life, you know, really. And, you know, it's, it's on different levels when you're in your fit, you know, when you're older, but um, yeah, but you know, that's great, man. You know, still, that's great. You know, uh, just, have, you know, keep, keep, keep living and don't grow up. How, you know, have fun. And there's always, there's always new stuff to learn all the time. And like, I, I hope that the, the, my best music and for other people too, is a, is ahead of them, you know, like, you know, I love that, Fred. I love you. I want to thank you so much for for being you, man. Thanks for doing this, and thanks for you know, thanks for having me on. You know, uh, I was listening to some of your past shows, and it's very, very interesting. Right on, Fred. You take care of yourself. I will, Rich. You too. Hopefully, we'll get to see yeah. each other in person. Wouldn't that be nice? Wasn't that lovely? That was um, Fred Speck, episode one nineteen. Go to fredspeck.ca to learn more about this one-of-a-kind artist in our city in Toronto. And uh, thank you for your listenership. I see listeners uh, tuning in from all over the world. And uh, it means the world, pardon the pun, to to me. And so thanks for supporting the show. And lots of awesome guests coming up that have already been recorded. Oh, my God, I can't wait to share it with you. So, um, yeah, please share it with uh, with all of your friends and colleagues Make a mess and subscribe to the podcast and learn more about my work at friendlyrich.ca. And we'll be back next week with uh, with another fine episode. We're going to end with um, another another piece from Fred's uh, For Crying Out Loud record. This is Truth Be Told. We'll see you again soon. Bye.